not a myth. He's not a bird of legend. He's real. Real as raincoats. Talk about that bird of salesmanship. Oh, Jonathan Livingston's cell goal is flying. Spreading his wings wide like he spreads savings. Look at that wingspan, like a giant sail. And speaking of sail, salesmanship. Let me tell you, man, that bird, Jonathan Livingston Selgo, knows his name. He's got a heavy burden, man. He's got to carry all the smodco on his back. Feed him. Feed him so he can eat. Spitting that food back into my mouth and Jay's mouth like baby birds. Oh, the burger salesmanship is flying, children. Look up. This week in Smodco, man, there's some here's some free shit you can check out. Let's start with that. We've come to the end of our season on Spoilers, our movie show, man, over at Hulu.com. Check out this uh, season finale, hopefully not the series finale, season finale uh, that's up right now. Uh, we see The Born Legacy, and I sit down and talk to Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. W- a wonderful interview, if I do say so by himself. And he plays a little song they wrote for his uh, his daughter. It's adorable, man. So peep that out. It's over at Hulu.com. Or, you know, if you go to Smodcast.com slash spoilers slash choose, then uh, we'll give you the links to go to the watch spoilers in U.S. and watching in Canada. Um, what else can I tell you about? New podcast that I'm involved in up this week. The ones that I've cut myself, had my hands all over. Brand new Babylon right now. You can listen to it. Uh, you can peep out clips from that same brand new Babylon with me and Ralph Garman. Uh, YouTube slash loud, the loud channel at YouTube. Uh, I think they'll be up very, very, they're up right now. If they're not, they'll be up tomorrow. But peep out uh, some highlights from the, the recent show at San Juan Capistrano, man. YouTube slash loud. Uh, what other podcasts? I'm brand new fat man on Batman this week where we sit down with the Batman himself. I knew that excites you, bird. Kevin Conroy is our guest. A fantastic, uh, f- fascinating interview. And he gets real, real quick, man. So peep that out. If you've been enjoying that fat man, Batman series, this episode is prime, prime fat man on Batman cuts. Uh, also, brand new is the new Smodcast, where me and Mo sit back and listen to uh, phone messages from the Clerks era. So it's a good time there. A lot of Smodco slash View Askew, rather, history. You might not have known Clerks history specifically. We fill in little gaps and whatnot. Uh, okay, now you got to start buying some shit, man. Um, of course, there'll be a brand new Jane Bob Get Old this week you can listen to. Um, and, uh, of course, all the other episodes of, of the various podcasts on Smodcast.com. Go to Smodcast.com, man, and uh, look at the whole network. Make your choices. Bird of Salesmanship's got a brother, man. Bird of obnoxious amounts of podcasts. And that bird has shit all over Smodcast.com, literally. So you can listen to tons and tons and tons of great audio. Go over there. Um, all right, here's some shit you got to pay for, man. Smartcade, don't forget you can buy games, me and Muse, for your iPad, your iPhone. Smartcade.com, S-M-A-R-C-A-D-E.com for a free game called Let's Us Dance and a game you got to pay 99 cents for, you cheap son of a bitch. And that's called Too Fat to Fly. 
Um, okay, here's the other bigger stuff to pay for, man. The big ticket items. The August dates spread out across uh, the land where you can see Smodco shows everywhere. Uh, first up, Friday night, me and Moj in Portland, Oregon, man. 8 p.m. at the Aladdin. Tickets available at csmod.com. Watch us do Smodcast live in front of people. It's a good time. Very next night, wing your ass down to Hollywood, man, where me and Ralph will babble on for you. Hollywood Babylon in its home at the John Lovitz Podcast Theater, 10 o'clock, August 18th. Tickets available at babylonkev.com. That's B-A-B-B-L-E-O-N-K-E-V.com. Uh, hey, Florida, pull out your lightsaber, man. Turn it on for me. Or if not, you just pull out the shaft. I'll turn it on for you. Come on, Mon Mothma. Show me your areola. Oh, it's going to be a sexy Star Wars Q&A. It's Star Wars Celebration 6, August 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Orange County Convention Center, the Chapin Theater. Come see me. Ask me anything. It's kind of like a Reddit. Ask me anything in real life. Um, but it'll be very Star Wars-centric, I assure you. Day after that, wing your ass up to Toronto. Toronto, Canada, T-Dot, man, for the Fan Expo. August 24th, happening uh, right there in, in the heart of Toronto, man. For tickets, go to uh, csmod.com, and we'll point you in the direction to pick up the Fan Expo tickets and watch me and Muse do Jay and Silent Bob get old. A very next night, man, come with us. Make it a road trip. We're going to Ottawa, son. We're going up to the nation's capital. Going to talk some business and politics. Maybe look for Alanis Morissette's hometown. No, we're going to do Hollywood Babylon that night. That's right. Me and Ralph doing our Canadian debut for Hollywood Babylon, August 25th. That's a Saturday night right up there in Ottawa. Ottawa, Babylon. Uh, My Ottawa debut as well Uh, at the Centerpoint Theater. Tickets available at CSMOD. Uh, dot com. Now, uh, just looking ahead, uh, it's not set in stone yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Make way, bird. I got to give them some news. They're going to like this. It's going to make them happy. As happy as you. It's not happy that bird is. Is that bird happy? Sure it is. Uh, August 26th. That's the day after the Babylon, uh, Ottawa Babylon gig. We're going to be in Jersey and New York because it uh, looks like maybe, knock wood, they're going to be having a screening of Clerks in Central Park uh, on Sheep's Meadow. That's August 26th. So if you're east, come to that. But if I can't, let me tempt you to come east with something else, man. Uh, that day, earlier that day, we're going to do a signing at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash of uh, my book, Tough Shit. And we're shooting it for comic book men. You want to be on comic book men? Our show on AMC? You want to breathe the same air as Don Draper? On AMC, man, of course you do. Then definitely come on out. Come to the signing. August 26th. Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. Get your tough shit signed. And also, man, get your shit or get your ass right on television. Why can't you be a fucking television star? Why should it just be walking dead and breaking bad? No, let it be you. You're the star of this show. And that bird, of course. Uh, so leave that time aside. We're going to be shooting a comic book man all that week as well. I'm going to stick around Jersey for a week and be shooting some of that comic book man action. Season two is coming, kids. Coming in the fall. Coming hard. All over your face, neck, chest, eyes a little bit. Wash that shit out. Uh, okay, so there it is, man. That's the August schedule. You got free shit. You got shit to buy. You got some shit to think about, man. I want you to go out and think. Think Smodco. And when you think of Smodco, see it. Envision it on the back of the bird of salesmanship. Smodco Podcast. Check it out right here, man. Smodcast.com.
This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream.
Well, that was Broken Glass by Logan's friend, Stephanie Long, last name. Hatsunicolis. Hatsunicolis. No, that is not the name of her website. Thank God it's stephaniemusic.com. So go check her out there. And uh, welcome, everyone. It's August 16th. And um, I just want to know who's in charge of this time-space thing. It's already halfway through August. I swear to God, I just woke up and it was July. So I'd like, I'd like to know who do I write a letter to, to complain about this? Who's in charge of the time space thing? Who, who makes it go faster as you get older? It's really unfair. That's really, really unfair. When you're a kid, you know, a year is just, you know, like you're 10. A year is only one tenth of your life. But, you know, when you're my age, you know, climbing up towards the uh, 50-year-old thing, uh, a year is 150th. It goes by much, much faster. And so weeks, days, months, minutes, hours, it's its frightening. I feel like literally I'm on that spaceship and going uh, the, at the speed of light right now. But I'm getting longer, which is which is good because it makes me look nicer. So yeah, as, as you approach the speed of light, length uh, lengthens, actually. It's a weird phenomena. I, I, I learned this in physics, uh, AP physics at Crossroads School. That wasn't, see, I, I was a stoner, but I was in AP physics and AP chemistry, which that's not too surprising, actually. But yeah, I was a stoner in those classes and had all the other stoners cheating from my tests. I was the head smart stoner. In fact, I could only do my calculus homework stoned. And that didn't work out well because I have no memory of it at all. <laughs> And I actually didn't conquer calculus, and I do want to conquer calculus. So if there's any listeners out there who know how to do calculus and um, want to steer me towards a good calculus uh, like online thing, I would love that because I really want to figure it out. I know it has to do with changes and limits, and there's an F. I remember there was an F function thing involved and all of that, but other than that, I'm completely lost. Uh, so I'm excited. We have a great, great show today, but um, we're not starting the show yet because we don't really actually start the show until we start the show. We're just pre-starting the show right now. It's I know that's confusing, but that's the way it is. Uh, um, some things coming up August 30th. I'm doing my live show, A Carlin Home Companion at the Santa Monica Playhouse. Uh, there are tickets left. So please go to brownpapertickets.com and check that out. And Logan was mentioning that um, we could use some mic stands here in the studio because on one of them uh, that one of our fine guests, Lorraine Newman, is sitting at right now has a kind of a clip on it because without the clip, the thing would basically be um, microphoning her chest, which 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 wouldn't work too well today. <laughs> the girls would like it, yes. So um, so here's the cool thing about this is that um, we uh, have a little donate button on the website. If you go to kellycarlin.com forward slash waking and you look over to the right little kind of masthead thing, there's a uh, PayPal button. And you can just click that and it'll go right to a little PayPal donate thing. And you can donate five, fifty, five hundred, five thousand, whatever floats your boat. I mean, yeah, I know it's an election year and your favorite candidate probably does need your money right now because the other candidate is outspending them by uh, a billion to one, I've heard. Uh, but also this podcast needs mic stands. So I don't know. Here's the choice. Podcast mic stand, the president of your choice. I know it's I know it's I know it's a hard choice, but it's it's one that I I know 
I trust you. You're my listeners. You will make the right decision. And, and that makes me feel good. Uh, speaking of, uh, presidential politics, Paul Ryan, really? Wow. Uh, you know, I, all I can think of is, wow, you know, I'm so excited to be alive when this country's so willing to take such a, a bold step forward into the future. And, uh, yes, I understand the concept of conservatism is about keeping things the same or taking them backwards 150 years. I understand that as, as an intellectual, but, um, what I don't understand is, uh, really? Like take everything backwards. Uh, it's, it's depressing. It's, it's strange. And I came up with a thing on, um, I was on my Twitter feed today and I anagrammed Ayn Rand. And if you anagram it, it's, 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 uh, and it's and Ryan. So I don't know. There's, there's something there. I don't know what it is. I'm going to let you conspiracy theorists figure that out because you're way better at figuring these puzzles out than I am because you've clearly solved the chemtrail thing and the pyramids and the little Illuminati eye on the dollar is clearly very clear to you and not so clear to me. It just is a cool looking symbol. Um, you know, I was a Rosicrucian once. I just needed to to let that out and admit that I actually studied Rosicrucianism yeah, I know. It's this mystical, weird order. I, I'm, I don't know. It's probably Mason's kind of affiliate, but it's mystical and you can study stuff and learn to see auras and, um, all sorts of cool stuff. My mom and, and was studying it for a while. And I think my dad briefly looked at the paperwork and just kind of smirked a little bit. But, um, mom and I, it was a lot of meditation and stuff like that, but I just wanted to belong. And I thought, wow, the Rosicrucians, they've been around for thousands of years. And I, and you can't tell who's a who, right? It's a secret society. Kind of wanted to be a part of that. Was hoping there was some sort of secret handshake or something, but I never got that far. I think I got through like lesson three and then I got bored and went and snorted some more coke with my boyfriend or something. <laughs> I wasn't a committed Rosicrucian. I know it's, but I'm better these days. I am. I'm, I'm more committed to my, my, my spiritual practice. Uh, so, um, I'm excited today. I've got a fantastic panel here, uh, three quarters, which is a uh, present because it's LA and traffic. Let me just say it's true. Traffic is the downfall of the city. It is absolutely everything else is great. Now, the weather today is a little, it's a little bitchy today. This weather normally we don't get the humidity, but we, we have a beautiful day. It was only like in the probably the high seventies here, but, um, uh, it's, it's, got some nice humidity going on. So we're pretending like it's Charleston, South Carolina, because I think that it's very genteel. And we're not actually we're women here. We're not sweating. We're um, what what are we doing? Glowing. We're glowing. We're glowing. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. So I'm going to introduce uh, three quarters of my panel and one quarter will be here, but she called she is stuck in traffic. Uh, so I'm really excited uh, to have I don't know, I think with this panel, we could pretty much like reverse this, this, this insanity on the planet, like just the five of us in this room. Um, we could, uh, here, here we go. Uh, we could, uh, we could like Superman, you know how Superman like would fly around the world and like stop it from spinning. We, these five, these, the five of us, well, there will be five of us and Logan, of course, Logan is our trusty Logan. Are you willing to wear tights and a cute little outfit? Maybe. Whatever it takes. 
Okay, good. Logan's up for whatever it takes to save the planet. See, that's committed. You'd be a good Rosicrucian, I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm just going to go around and we're going to say hi to my panel. And uh, oh, good. Here comes the, the fourth quarter of the panel. By the time we get to her seat, she'll be here. This is so exciting. So in uh, seat number one on my f- almost right here is uh, Suzanne Wong. Welcome, Suzanne. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Logan. Hi, listeners. Do you call them listeners? I call them Are listeners, they yes. Waffles? <laughs> they can be... Um, they can be cockwaffles for the day. Okay, yeah. You know, because Hi, you're here. Cockwaffles. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you all know Suzanne. She is uh well, she's a stand-up comedian. She is a host of uh House Hunters International and National. Not anymore, but no. I used to be for almost ten years, so <sighs> they got rid of her. Very... <laughs> no, they didn't get rid of her. I quit. Oh good. Okay, good. Isn't good. it interesting though? People always assume well, when do. you leave a show in this town, that you must have been fired because totally. no one would ever leave a show, but I left the show. Well, good. Oh, Good. Well, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. And uh, Suzanne is, uh, what are you up to these days, Miss Suzanne? What are you up to, girl? Well, um, I'm writing a book mm-hmm. um, tentatively called My Left Tit or Cancer Can Suck My Cock or <laughs> One and a Half Tits or I don't know, something like that, uh, about my journey over the last six years of having breast cancer three times. And uh, I'm fine now. You are an overachiever. And I'm an overachiever. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. I've had it three times. Yes. Because other people, you know, they have it <laughs> once. Whatever. <laughs> or even twice. So lazy. Anyway, um, so I'm writing a book and I'm also starting to teach my own performance classes, which I'm very excited about called The Playing Field. And it's for performers of any type or communicators of any type. So it's going to be actors, singers, comics, storytellers, teachers, attorneys, activists, anybody who communicates or performs in front of a group of people. And so I've been sort of guided to have uh, it open, a wide open playing field, and I'll be the coach. So I'm really excited about that. That That starts um Saturday the 25th. Ooh, starting soon. And um, I'm developing some television show ideas. And so far... Oh, who isn't? I'm going to be superstitious <laughs> about that. Yes! Yes! You are too, I'm I am sure. actually. Yes. <laughs> That's why I said But I don't it. have a screenplay, so there's that. Oh, there that. you go. Okay, they're good. Well, there's that. And next to uh, the fabulous Suzanne is Ms. Lorraine Newman. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Lorraine, of course, you know Lorraine. I mean, you know, original cast member of Saturday Night Live, um, someone who, at when I was 17, um, I was taking bong hits and going, okay, I just want to be like her when I grow up. Oh, my God. And uh, Lorraine has done voiceover in, I don't know, a bazillion fantastic animated films and cartoons and TVs. And uh, my favorite thing is when Lorraine comes over and does my dog's voices for uh. me. <laughs> I tell you what they're really thinking. You do. You do. And it scares me when you do that because I think, wow. Because I'm channeling them. You are. I'm the dog, uh, not whisperer, wisecracker. That's it. Yeah. And what have you been up to lately, Lorraine? Well, that's it. Cartoons um, and trying to figure out what my 17-year-old wants to eat. <laughs> and what to get my soon-to-be 21-year-old for her birthday. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Empty Nest is coming up. Yeah, tell me about it. And that's why, so. thus, the new puppy. Yes, that is the reason. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I just taught him to uh, 
swim and dive in the pool and retrieve. Oh my god. And it's pretty cute. <laughs> well, he is a water dog. Right? He is a Portuguese water he dog. Is, yes. But it, it's it, you'd be surprised how hard it is to get him to actually do it. In fact, um oh, so there's a she has a huge bruise on her arm that she's it, showing that, us. Um, oh my god. He, in, in in trying to say, "Please don't. Please don't make wow. me." Um, wow. has just uh, trying to cling to life by grabbing onto my flesh. <laughs> So, he thinks uh, you're trying to drown him. Or no, no, he's just. Uh, I I don't touch him. You know, I don't I don't pull him or anything like that because mm-hmm. you don't you don't do that. Yeah, with any creature, right? But I encourage him. Uh-huh. And once we're in the water, uh, you know, I'm alongside him right. and I'm encouraging him. But he's trying to hold on to me like a a lifeboat with right. his teeth. Right. <laughs> so and there's a lot of loose flesh on me. So it's. <laughs> It's it's easy to grab hold. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, maybe, well, uh, uh, maybe later we'll have to post a picture of um, Augie Doggy. Yes, Augie, who is actually good friends with Kelly's dogs. Yes, they've all bonded. Uh, Stella, my little Jack Russell, tries to pretend like she's in charge of Augie while he visits. It's pretty damn cute. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have our next guest, a new guest, so no one who's never been on the podcast in 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 the waking from American. I have not, and that's why I got nervous when I heard that you had some sort of sex table. <laughs> no, it's an it's an octagon table, and it's, right, it's just a poker table. Honey. Oh, it's just a poker yeah. table. I usually have sex on these. That's why. Yeah. I didn't know that you sit on the outside. Oh, yeah, okay. what's your brag? And yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to start off by saying I'm also developing a show. Of course. It's called The Dog Wise Cracker. <laughs> and it's just an idea that came to me. Wow. I don't know if Caesar Million is available. Do, I, but I know a I woman who might be. Really? Yeah, yeah. We will. Let's have a meeting. We will do that. Let's take a meeting. Uh, that voice is Kira Saltanovich. And Kira and I have met. Well, Kira and I had a week together. Uh, about Very a, romantic. About a month ago, it mm-hmm. all started with my husband Bob uh, working on the Tonight Show one day, and and uh, Kira was working, and then later that weekend, Kira and I were in Las Vegas together, um, performing, performing separately on a stage, totally platonic, completely platon- platonic, and then well, except for that one moment, right? right that's whatever. And uh, and then later in the week, we all went up to San Francisco and shot uh, episodes of Set List of uh, Paul Provenza and Troy Conrad and Barbara Roman's amazing show up in San Francisco with uh, Robin Williams and Mort Saul and Dana Gould and Rick. It was crazy. It was crazy. I think the moral of that story is dream journals do work. (laughs) (laughs) And all you have to do is just... Cut out pictures of Kelly and put him in your dream journal. Well, I'm so glad it was my picture. And, and not, look at them every night. And not Mort Saul's picture, it, because that's no, a little crazy. Strangely enough, it was your face on Mort's body. <laughs> uh, Don't ask me uh, why I, why but, I do but those it things. It, it worked. And there, we worked together. You manifested All that. All week long, we saw each other. That's Please, weird. there needs to be now a Facebook photo of Kelly's <laughs> face on Mort's body. On Mort's body. body. Yeah. yeah. I'll just scan my dream journal. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> Perfect. Do, that. just do that and then post it. You, you, you do that and then uh sitting uh next to uh ms kira is uh is beth beth do you need a, p- a pillow you're, you're so dainty oh look how cute she is my hemorrhoidal pillow that i was using <laughs> is uh the fabulous oh, beth lapidus is here also hi rounding out this amazing octagon table today Kelly Green, it's Kelly Green. It is, and can I say your hair looks fabulous? Oh, thank you. I love it blown out does. like that. It's very rare, but every it's, now and then it happens. Did you go to a blowout salon studio thing? Well, I really went to a. It just happens at the end of the other process. 
God, I can so relate. <laughs> once a month. Yeah. <laughs> the hair oh, kind yeah. of happens. And in it lasts a, for, you know, four days. And right. And you don't want, you know, it's like you got to leave it and you got to like. Girls really like it blown out. Boys really like it curly. Yes. Really? Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan's dealing with some oh. sound issues here. We have to share this like doo wop. Oh wow, that's going to be so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh we, we we you know you know here at, at Awaking from the American Dream we have hamsters running our soundboard. Not Logan. I'm not saying Logan is a hamster. I'm saying that the inside the soundboard is a hamster because you know we're we're a, a small uh, operation. Not here. that there's anything wrong with hamsters. No, hamsters are fine little furry or little being creatures. Small. No, well clearly not. I mean we're all very <laughs> petite here, thank God, and. Uh, so uh, I'm just excited that all of you guys are here. I mean, I really do. I mean, so this my is... chat's just going to be about my hair. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's right. What <laughs> sorry about Beth? my hair? Yeah, I who's Beth Capetus? It's Your already hair. starting. I was thinking when I came hair... in with blown hair, I was like, Lorraine and I are going to have. Some it was a hair. lot of work. I know it is. Um, <laughs> I and, no, and of course, uh, Beth. What? And <laughs> no, I'm teasing. No, and I'm not teasing because that's part of the reason why I like having you gals here. Well, first of all, Kira, what are you up to? Are you touring these? Are you touring this month or? I'm playing boom. Uh, yes and no. I'm uh, finishing up writing on a show called um, Warning Men Thinking. Um, <laughs> it's only one segment. Right. And then they're done. They're done. That's it. And that's and they have nothing that's, else that's to talk about. That's, 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 no, that's I'm kidding. Joke. No, it's four <laughs> segments. <laughs> it's four segments. Uh, so we're, we're wrapping that up right now. Is that a reality show? No, it's actually with uh, the very funny Gary Shapiro. We love yes. Gary Shapiro. Yes. We love yes. Gary Shapiro. Yes. Thank El goodness. Smucho on Twitter. Yes, El Smucho. That's right. Mm-hmm. Definitely follow him. And uh, that's wrapping up this week. And then I will fly out and shoot some very fun things in New York. Mm. And it's it's like I have a kid now. I know. So um, he wants me. So I have to <laughs> feed him. They're and so uh, he's only a year and a half old. So I'll give him a break. But I, I don't I don't you know travel as much as I used to. Right. So it's something very specific and, and so maybe if, one if, night So if there's anyone out there who wants need, needs you for a sitcom in Los Angeles shooting uh, I will make myself available. And you, in nine to five kind of a thing. So you can get home and feed the kids after I, five. I'm going to you know? admit that, yes, I am right. trying to do more of that. Although I do the road still, Vegas. Right. And, and um, I'm actually doing something in Brighton Beach. I'm so scared. I'm frightened. It's um, celebrating Russian immigrants because I am one. They need me there. And I'm, I'm really worried about... I don't like my people. And so it's just a one night thing and flying to Brighton, come back. But I'm so nervous because I really can't stand them. They're going to eat you alive. And I just don't want to do stand up in front of your people. That's the worst. Well, what could happen? Um, just they could throw borscht I could at you. Smell them, and that oh, would be. Yeah. I just don't it's like hard. The look it is there. a smelly time of year back there. It's hard to care I, about people that stink. Yes. Yeah. And when you and when you know why they smell, like you yes. know what their house smells I think like. You should open with that. <laughs> yeah. I can smell you people. You know, I can smell what you so ate last year. Connected to scent, maybe that's yeah. why. Yes. I just and it's this big like Brighton Beach Russian immigrant festival, and it's huge. It's all. They have a very good basketball team there at the JCC. At the Drika? Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, I would have never that. thought that. A basketball <laughs> yeah, I team. I was there. Yeah, the, well, I was a, a lot of tall Russians. Oh, that's true. A lot of tall Russians. Now, Beth, are you Russian? Are you yes. Russian descendant? Yes. Oh. Chepovetsky was my mother's. Wow. Um, yes. Yes. And, you, I, and your father also Russian? Uh, my father. I, well, I, I just pretend he was Greek. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's very romantic. It's very much so. <laughs> Lapidus. That's a Greek name. It's very Greek. It's very Greek. Yes. Not just Greek, very Greek. It's, yeah, it's as Greek as you yes, can. Yes, then yeah. we were thrown out of Greece because of, of that whole yes, Christ thing, thing into Spain. Right. They And then from Spain, you know, with the whole, the whole what was it called? Inquisition. Inquisition, yes. thank you. Yes. Thrown out to Russia, and that's why we were Russian. I Just see. because we were persecuted <laughs> into Russia. Everywhere. Yes, but I'm Greek. <laughs> <laughs> and Beth has uh, been doing Uncabaret again downtown LA at that fabulous little right. club, First, yes, and Hope. First and Hope. An oh, institution. Didn't you do it, Kelly? I did do and it. How, how did it go? I got my own. So I, I broke my Uncabaret cherry. How'd it go? It went it really great. well. I was, great. you know, I was nervous. and uh, But what a great crowd. Moving. Great. Very Thank you. What did I, you do? I uh, I did something new, and I, I talked about uh, my dad. You sort of almost talked about doing the show about your dad. I did a little kind bit. Of talked about the process. I did. of what that was. So sort of behind the scenes. A little bit, yeah. And having show. to let go of the, of that, and you know, moving through it, and it was good. I feel like okay, I, I popped my cherry on that. Now I can, um, you know, go up next time and not be uh, practically peeing in my pants the whole time. <laughs> it's a little distracting. That's what happened after I popped my cherry too. <laughs> I peed in my hands the whole time. In your hands? In my pants. <laughs> so since I have all you women here, um, I thought we could, you know, solve some shit, do some shit, you know, move some shit around, Let's solve do it. some cleaning, uh, change some diapers, and I don't know, whatever. Uh, Can I go back quickly to something you said at the beginning? Of course. You said that you were a Rosicrucian, which is on that list of satanic things that went around Facebook, yes. along with, like, dancing. Yeah. And postmodernism. Post that was my favorite. <laughs> Everything on the list. But can you just explain more? I don't. I have no idea. You know, what it that really is. is one. It's like a secret order, like a Mason type of a thing. But it's a mystical order, and they teach you to focus your mind. Um, I remember having to stare at a candle to like focus, learn to focus my mind and my thoughts. And I think there was going to be. It was kind of. It was. It's like. It's like ancient New Agey stuff, is what it but is. But if it's a secret, how do you find out about it, and why can you talk about it? Okay, now? you can actually Google it, and there is a, there is an actual <laughs> Rosicrucian secret. No, no, no. It's a Rosicrucian society, and you do have to apply, and there are levels you have to go through. There's like booklets, and you have to study things, and then once you go through. Um, the certain levels, I guess you get to be a different type of level. I haven't looked, uh, literally, this is the 80s. And as we know, oh. I've talked about it. The 80s are very foggy for me. So do you know how many levels you I, went to? I, or? Like I said, I think I got hmm. a little distracted. So you're no level longer three. a Rosicrucian. No, I stopped ordering the books or whatever. And, you know, it just got... It's funny, like it sounds like the rope thing. <laughs> yeah. the books. In fact, that's why I brought you girls here today. Oh, no! <laughs> Damn it! Kelly, I know. I said I'm it was a podcast. Do you have a PowerPoint presentation for us? <laughs> and little takeaway, little samples <laughs> of, of mysticism. Yeah. So if we know two people who know two people, yes. who know two people, yes, you two can become a Rosicrucian. A nice Rosicrucian car. It's kind of like a Mormon thing. I'm thinking. Yeah, Logan's our, our resident Mormon here. He's an ex-Mormon. Aww. He just was hanging out at the temple the other day for his cousin's wedding. wedding. They don't let him in the temple anymore because oh. he's not an actor actual person of the faith anymore. Uh oh, somebody got it. But this DJ. is a, but I want to say this is a man who actually used to help baptize dead people. <gasps> wow. Yep. What's oh. the point of that? Well, so that they're ready. So oh, if Mormon. they hadn't previously been baptized. Yeah, and in case, you know, it all goes down, then they're members and then they're going to be fine. But wait, yes. if you're dead, then you're, that's being done to you without, without your, your soul. consent? No shit. 
It's just so that you can you can have the choice once once you're dead because it can only be done here. So it's like a totally optional thing. Yeah, for I know. The dead people. But wait, it's, it's as logical it optional as, for a dead person. It's as logical as the rest of the religions. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, but the plates in New Jersey, right? And uh, okay. the dinosaurs and Jesus okay. and so the Native Americans. Did they ever baptize dead Jews? Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh. They baptized my dad. Mm. My dead dad. No. What? Oh, yeah. How do you know this? Can, can we unbaptize him? Somebody. What can we do? A big thing of jello and I dunk you in? I don't I know. I unbaptize you, you because someone Mormon. sent me the website that lists the, the dead celebrities they baptized. Does that mean you need to be physically with the Damn. person to do uh, this? No, you not. stand in as the person. Oh, oh. Yeah. So you were standing But Logan counts. could have been. He could have been my dad, but he, he wasn't d- that day. But yeah, yeah. That doesn't count. No. It's so <laughs> silly. Like, and that's so disrespectful. Isn't it strange? Yes. Who are you non-caffeinated people (laughs) how can you make any kind of good decision without having a cup of coffee Uh, what kind of religion would force its doctrine on others Well, it's what about just, it's what shocking, about Lorraine? Isn't it? <laughs> what about circumcision and newborn baby boys? Do they are they being asked if they don't want their uh, what kind skin? of religion <laughs> forces doctrine on others on an innocent Way more benign than circumcision? Yeah, right? I mean it's just a little dunking in a pool, guys. I mean, come on, it's maybe even refreshing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it comes from good intentions, really. I'm sure. But one is I'm being sure. done to your body, and one is being done to your soul. soul. Yes. One could make the Ooh. argument that though circumcision is more uh, bloody and invasive, that it is not as profound. Uh, well, well said. Absolutely, one could make that argument, and I'm sure one does one all does the time. All the time. <laughs> And then there's the Rob whole- Delaney had a very funny thing about circumcising his son on the first Uncab Eprot so that's the on the Amazon thing about making that choice to have your son's penis not look like your penis <laughs> and what that moment is going to be like for his son. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So did he circumcise his son? Mm-mm. No, no. Did you care? Oh, I just gave away the end of the oh, story. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I think no one's going to buy it now. <laughs> no one's going to buy the tweet? <laughs> you gave away the ending of the last oh, four characters? <laughs> tweet. Oh, oh. I was on Amazon. It was I a tweet. It was a book. It was a, no, it was, it's a, we're the, a series from oh, Amazon. Oh, okay. Just, just stories. stories. It's still a, it's still a well-written journey. You can still enjoy the story. <laughs> he has a book out? No. Was he really? No. no it was okay. on, on Cabaret. He told the Oh, on story. Cabaret. Thank, thank you. Cab. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Kira, did you circumcise your son? Yes, I did. Did mm-hmm. he scream? No, he laughed. It tickled. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, was what was your so decision-making process? You know, I'm going to tell you honestly, and people ask me all the time, and um, I know there are all these intactivists now that are like, how dare you Intactivists. Make- yes. Oh, they stop they you. Oh, in the mommy groups. Oh, goodness. Wow. If you go to a mommy group anywhere east of Vermont, wow. they will beat you with <laughs> dead baby foreskin <laughs> because oh of God. the choice. How can you make that choice for your baby? Guess what? I make all the choices for my baby. I made the choice to have the baby. I made the choice to not do meth while I had the baby. I'm making choices for the baby. And, but it, how can you make that choice? Okay, here's how I made the choice. I was on the fence up until the water broke. Mm, I didn't know really? what to do. Up until I was like, no, I don't know. Bad Jew. I'm not a Jew. It doesn't matter. It's not even a religious thing. I called my nephew because I was born in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. We're born in Soviet Union where they don't circumcise anyone because they don't believe in any kind of religion, right? back then right uh, probably now too anyways uh my my nephew was born there as well uh he immigrated when he was five and when he was 13 he decided he wanted to have a bar mitzvah 
Now, we're not religious, but that's what he decided. The guests Guess what? And the girls and the music. <laughs> right, and exactly. And um, the rabbi said, if you want a bar mitzvah, you have to get circumcised. Wow. So at 13... That's a conscious choice. He got circumcised. Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? I don't oh. want to ruin the tweet for you. <laughs> what? But I called him right before I had the baby. Now, he's 25 now, and I can talk to him about anything, and he and I are very close. And I said, look, I need to talk to you about your penis. <laughs> And he was Kira. happy. He was very Andy happy. Kira like, needs to I talk would to you love penis. to tell you anything Kira. you want to know. And I said, you're the only person I know. Um, because we knew back when he was 13, too, of course, we all give him a ration of, you know. And I said, you're the only person I know who's had it both ways. And at 13, you knew what it was capable of, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, absolutely. I knew at eight. And he said to me, he goes, look, I've had it both ways. And I really, really can tell you honestly... I prefer it circumcised. Wow. And I just said, all right, you know what? It tipped the scale like this. Mm -hmm. It's cleaner. Mm -hmm. And that's all. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't care what people do with their kids' penises. Right. But I was changing my kid's diaper at this mommy and me group where everyone's really crunchy and granola and organic. <laughs> and my baby's wearing um, a leaf from the Amazon. We don't put <laughs> synthetics on him. Yeah. Oh, God, Tell I hate you. They can suck your dick. They can suck my circumcised <laughs> dick because I'm changing his diaper. He's four months old. And this woman gasps like, oh. <gasps> How dare you? And she, in front of wow. everybody, and all she boys, by the you. way, she shamed me in front of oh. everybody. And I asked her, I looked her in the eyes and go, what do you want me to do about it now? <sighs> what do you think having this conversation with me, like as if I had it in my pocket, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. ah, I got your penis. You're super I got your tip. Little, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Little it just tape. drives me crazy. And of course, I'm a comic, so I put her in her place, which was awesome, because she thought... <laughs> She was going to like, you know, crunchy me to the top. And I just, I said, listen, um, I, he, oh, this is what she said to me. She goes, you are, you have scarred him in more ways than one. Mm. And I said, I'm a fucking comic. I have already scarred him <laughs> before the circumcision. So boom, in your face with a can of mace. Or I, I said some stupid rhyme. Anyway, I, I mean, just, I was shaking. And you know when you're post-hormonal, right? Oh, God. So you just had oh, a man. baby and you're just like, rage. I will eat you alive. <laughs> like, I don't need bath salts, right? I will tear your face off because it's your baby. Anyways, oh, I'm reliving God. it now and wow. I'm schwitzing. I don't but I just to. think it's fascinating that you really did agonize over the decision. I think Absolutely. a lot of people assume that it's just automatic yes or Listen, automatic no. You, you agonize know? over every decision. Mm. It's Is it going to oh, be God, yes. hot later? Should Stakes I put them in long so sleeves high. or short sleeves? Yeah. <laughs> Public school or private school? Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mistakes Should I raise him as a gay man? You don't know. <laughs> Definitely raise him as a gay man. It might be more fun. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they fold their clothes very neatly. But it, it, every decision is agonizing. And I I just, I would never judge anybody. Unless they're like beating their kid in public. And I might go, oh, I don't like that. But other than yeah, that, really, stabbing yeah. their child, I might go, that's not, I don't think that's the right way to treat your children. But oh. other than that, I don't care. It doesn't really? affect me. Oh, wait, that's not true. But it, do, it doesn't. But no, but you do care. 
But I don't care what their penis looks like. Oh, what I penis. care oh, is how they yell at me yeah, about something like so that. Yeah. Yeah. Other things, things that parents do. And and you've talked to me about it. And but is, I, I do care. But I, I can't stop it, and I can't tell them to act differently. I can go to Uncabaret and vent. Yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but God. I would never stop. Every, whoa, you know, put a, the, the the record. You know what I mean? Er, stop everything. I need to tell you that you're doing something wrong. No, it's not my place. And. Well, and this is such a, such an interesting thing because a there's like two things in this conversation. One is which is how other women treat each other, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. and how it's the and how and how PC well this city is especially. But but the other thing too is the whole mommy versus you know having kids versus not having kids and and you know some mothers and well it's an extension of the mean girl dynamic also. Mm-hmm. It is a mommy and me. It is a group of women. But it is also an extension of that mean girl dynamic mm-hmm. from high school. That sounds oh, yeah. awful. <laughs> with children, and, and with babies it's, it's involved. Unbelievable. I had no idea until I had a kid. And, you know, at eight months, I wasn't breastfeeding him anymore. Mm-hmm. And this woman is breastfeeding her kid, like full on nipple. Right. Right in front. Of, it's fine. I don't mind. Go for it. And she's like, I can't believe you're not giving him liquid gold yeah. from your body. Yeah. Oh, as this, she's this eating a Taco new- Bell taco <laughs> and drinking a soda. No. Oh my so God. you're breastfeeding. But you're breastfeeding it him poison. Yeah, oh, you're so much better than I am. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of righteousness, uh, but you know that's the thing about women. I think you know. I mean, part of this amazing uh, potential we have to create life out of our loins. Uh, you know, there's power in that. I mean, I think that's why men are so afraid of women because we have the power to do that. And, and therefore, then so we just agree men are afraid of women. No. Do we think that? No, I mean, I mean, I think in, I think, in, you, you know, do. in an unconscious way at mm. times, I think, you know, sometimes men on an unconscious level, I think they can't do that thing. So, you know, they can do other things, obviously, and, and they're, and, you know, good and bad and same with women. But there, you know, there, there is this. Uh, I don't think men give a crap that we can have children. I think they I think they're in give awe a crap that we might be smarter than they are. That, I think that's the only thing they give a crap about. I think on a real primal level, though, I think men are in awe of the of of the, our ability to a live being to come out between our legs. Yeah. I, I, I looked in my husband's eyes that. when I was pushing out a ten pound baby, and he literally looked at me. He went. <laughs> like he did it was fear 10 yes. pounds yeah 10 pounds, nine pounds. wow Both of my daughter's nine pounds we're gonna vagina wrestle <laughs> there will be vagina <laughs> wrestling here today wow but i looked in his eyes there is that fear you're, you're right but yeah. i think that's you're combined the, with what you said but if you <laughs> and, and i agree and i think then and then on top of it if we're smarter than them they're completely fucked yeah <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm working with all men right now. Uh huh. And um and and Gary, mm-hmm. who is wonderful and great, is working with me. And uh, Gary might be listening. Hey, Gary. Gary. <laughs> um and uh, they asked him to go to the 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 shoot, um because they're they're shooting in Atlanta. And literally, um one of the producers, who's awesome and I love, said, "I hope you don't mind, Kira, but I just don't think they're gonna listen to you if you go to the shoot. But they'll listen to Gary." Mm-hmm. It's all dudes. Mm-hmm. And if we all know Gary Shapiro, sweetest guy, teddy bear, you just want to yes, hug him yes. and just have cookies with him and cuddle. And I'm the ball buster. I'm the one that's like, <laughs> you better get this. And it's just, I was like, sure, absolutely. <laughs> have Gary crack the whip. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he's a dude. No problem. Go for it. Because they're scared of me. So 
So, so am I. I'm so scared of you. <laughs> and you're sitting right next to her. That's because I smell a little bit right now. I just a little. a little. We all I'll smell. It's, it's humid. It's okay. We're schwitzing. We're glowing, as Suzanne said. We're I've glowing. I've got a little cooked vitamin smell going on over here <laughs> myself. So, so this, this, this power, men and women and in the workplace thing, uh, is it got, is it getting any better? Have you guys found that you work with, do, are you working with enlightened people out there who don't see any difference between men and women? I mean, I think I've always, when I work with female producers and women who are in charge of things, I'm always thrilled because uh, for the most part, I mean, unless they're crazy, uh, I think women are really good multitaskers and just naturally are able to uh, communicate and can hold a space differently than men. And and so I'm always thrilled to work with a group of women uh, working on Paul Provenza's green room. It was, it was Paul and then a bunch of women running production. Yeah. <laughs> and we ran the shit out of that production. We knew how to, you know, communicate with each other and, and, and take care of things. Uh, so I, I'm always thrilled when women are in charge, I, although that's not, you know, women aren't always mm, perfect like, beings, but you know, has anybody been tuning into that uh, show uh, when the women left. It's some reality show. The week the women went. The week the no. women went. What is? I never oh. even heard of this. It follows Dance Moms. It is <laughs> one of my favorite shows, and it is it takes place, I think, in South Carolina. Oh, perfect. And um, it has really I think it's about women. five or six families. Mm-hmm. And the women leave, and okay. they leave the men in charge of the kids. And how? Oh, I, uh, now I have it's to watch just this. incredible. <laughs> what? Wait, what network is this? Uh, this is a Bravo. I'm not sure. Uh, Life. Okay, Lifetime. this might be Lifetime. It's one of the, it's one of the female networks. Stuff, but man, it is so good. Oh, you know the the ad. I could just tell you about the ad. You know this this little baby. I want my mommy. <laughs> speaks to multitasking it does but i tell you in fairness to the guys you know when we're new to it it takes a long time it is a learning curve for sure to have to deal with all the things it's a routine yeah you know and it's not easy to adapt to caring for kids Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with any kind of you know uh difficult extremely difficult thing like caring for kids Mm -hmm. but i think women are more biologically adapted to Multitask. I think our brains but are just wired sure. that way. For sure. Mm. I don't know. I'm sort of running through my Rolodex of working. With, I have had a boss, a female boss, tell me it was time to man up. Oh, yeah. No. There, man up, some, honey. No. This is the time to man up. You've got to fire that other person. And you've got to, you know, it was like a series of things that I had to do, which was manning up. Right. And which I think <clears> is to cut <throat> off your empathy. Maybe. maybe. In this case, means. it was to spend some of my own money. In- <laughs> and spending money in order to make money. That's, That's what hilarious. was the manning up in this case. And it was a situation also of demographics mm-hmm. and um, having to the, a network really tell me, like, this is the demographics. The demographic is first it's people who like comedy, then it's, you know, people who like comedy up to 30 five years old, then it was up to 24 years old, then it was boys from 18 to 20. You know, yes. the demographic finally ended up being like a guy in a truck delivering bread. <laughs> He's 18 and a half. That's your audience. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. I like him. Is he cute? <laughs> He's all right. My cousin was that guy. Um, and I can talk to that guy, but do I, you know, and then it's like, do you, you know, so it was a lot about that. But 
Um, and you know, so the multitasking thing, sometimes I think that I multitask to a fault. Yes. Like agreed. I have definitely had men, uh, tell me like you're doing too many things. Mm -hmm. And when I look at how many things I'm, I, and I will see, oh, I have six windows open on my computer. Literally, <laughs> I look at my browser. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I look at my browser and there's six things that I'm doing. Yes. And I'm like, Oh my God. And when I really do go, oh, I'm going to do one thing at a time. I'm going to man up. I'm going to do you gotta one man up thing up. at a time. So miraculously, I start crossing things off yes. the list. So I don't know that the natural, natural tendency, which maybe is a childbearing thing where you do have to cook and clean and sweep and hold the baby. You know, maybe, yes. you know, we're, maybe when you translate that into work, I don't know that it's necessary. I think you need both energies. I think you need the masculine and the feminine. The yin uh, and the yang. The yin and the yang. Did you ever see Defending the Cave? Man by yes. Rob Becker, which I thought was genius. I've heard of so, it. I've never saw there's it. There's a guy who seems just like a schlub who you wouldn't think would take the stage on Broadway, and he does a one-man show called Defending the Caveman. And what was so brilliant about it, because I went uh, with the guy I was dating, and there were all these couples there, and they entered the theater, you know, like, grouchy, and then everybody left, like, so madly in love with the person they were with. It's because... He had this charming, sort of unassuming way of describing the anthropological reasons that men and women are so different mm -hmm. and, and encouraging both genders to just grasp that you are not to interpret this as a man being an asshole or this as a woman being an asshole. So right. he gave some great examples. One was that, you know, men are, are hunters and women are gatherers. So when a man has the remote control and he's actually hunting for the, <laughs> you know, and you take that away from him and he is hunting for the perfect channel so leave him alone and don't take that away from him because he's hunting yes and when a man goes shopping he wants to go into the store get the thing and leave he, he found it he killed it he bought it he left right yes, and true. a woman is a gatherer so shopping can i'm not i'm not a good woman You're not a the gatherer, shopping thing. Yeah. but the, you know the gathering it's like you go and gather things and the fruits and the berries and you bring them to the cave and you set up you know and so there's all these oh i can spend hours gathering 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 mm -hmm. which is why women like to go shopping because it's all like these stimulation things and you pick the things right, you put in your bushes and you bring stores. them home. Yeah. <laughs> but one great thing that he said is that women um, bond through uh, conversation and communication and men bond through activity together. Mm -hmm. So there'd be a situation where a couple, um, you know, a married couple, the, the man has been fishing with his best friend all day and he comes home and the woman says, you know, how was your day? And he goes, great. And that's the complete answer, right? <laughs> and she says, well, what did you guys talk about? Because they, they were like eight hours on a boat fishing. And he says, nothing. So she says, fine, don't tell me, because two women are not capable of spending eight hours fishing and not, not speaking talking. to each other. That's but the great. men had a great time sitting next to each other, having the activity and the right. shared experience. Uh, so now she thinks that he's lying to her and keeping something from her about what they talked about. And he doesn't understand why she is now in a bad mood and he's in trouble, That's right? That's great. And then women um, also tend to go in the spirit of cooperation and for men it's competition because mm. that's that's anthropological, right? right? The so, hunting thing. So when you have a bunch of women together and they're all like having a party and one of them says, oh, the chip bowl is low. Right. Uh, then one woman goes, oh, well, you know, the chips are in the kitchen. So all the women get up together and go to the kitchen and they all help filling the chip bowl, right? <laughs> when a bunch of guys are together and one of them says the chip bowl is low, the other guy says, I bought the chips, and another guy says, I filled the chip bowl last time, so then the other guy loses and he has to go <laughs> fill the chip bowl. But That's everyone's great. fine with that, right? right? When great. you mix the genders together, right, and a man says, 
Um, a woman says the chip bowl is low, and a man says, I bought the chips. All the women look at him like he is a fucking asshole when he's thinking, I'm just doing the competition thing. I don't understand. Like, That's great. What did I do? That's great. And also, uh, another thing is um, women expect men to maybe be more expressive about their emotions and their feelings. So a woman who was pregnant was really mad at her husband because he hadn't said one word about being excited or deliriously happy about this baby. And yet every night after work, he would go in the backyard and be building this playground, you know, playpen for the child. And so to him... right. That's his expression of how excited he is to right. her. He hasn't said anything, so he's an right. asshole. You know, again, right. we think that the other gender is an asshole when it's actually just different ways of communicating, of bonding, of expressing love, and of dealing with, you know, groups of people. And why can't that, that just be legitimate? And he brought, he made it so funny that afterwards, I'm serious, all the couples were like, I love you, you know, afterwards. <laughs> well, and I think if, great. if you've been in a relationship for over, I don't know, a, a certain amount of time, I mean, I've been in a relationship for 20 years now, you, you do, you learn that thing. There's just this guy way of being in the world and there's our way. And, mm-hmm. and you learn to not take that kind of stuff so personally, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not, it's just. Or attribute a personality characteristic right. to a man because he is doing right. what men have been doing for centuries. Right. It's also yeah. not cut and dried and you may have those characteristics yourself. Of course. Yourself. Yes. Yes. Of course. And oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about mean girls, which you brought it's up. It's true. Right? Yeah. And, and me, how does mean girls play into this scenario. Well, well, I think the mean girls thing is the competition for, for male attention, ultimately. Com- but it is competitive. It is competitive. It's not cooperative. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah, because yes. you don't cooperate to well, get your genes passed book, on. Um, right. Queen Bees and Wannabes is an incredibly fascinating book. And um, it's one of those, you know, parenting books. Most of them gather dust on your shelf. Mm. Uh, you cherry pick them. You read, the, the you know, this chapter that has, you know, any kind of pertinence to your particular issue. And then the rest of it is so dull. You put it away and right. never look at it. This thing is riveting, all of it. And really what it does is describe the anatomy of the clique uh, and how mm. whatever role your child assumes not only impacts you know how they are socially in this clique, but how they are with men, mm. how they are for the rest of their lives. And it's utterly fascinating. And then did you sort of refer it back to yourself? And you sort of I wasn't understand? in cliques because oh. I was a tomboy and I was a you know thespian mm. and I wasn't that kind of girl. You know, it's it's really particular to a, a certain kind of girl. But huh. I, I wasn't a leader. You know, a, a lot of I mean, and the thing is, you you're not. I mean, you don't really look to a lot of these roles as ne- necessarily negative because, like the queen bee, sometimes these girls turn out to be really great in business. Right. right. You know, all of and then there's like the banker. You know, and these are the girls that keep all the secrets. You know that everybody has, and eventually trade on them. You know, and then there's the target, the one that they all pick on. Oh, uh-huh. the target, you know, which was always my daughter. You know, and well, did this change the way that you parent your daughters when you read that book? Well, it was only my younger daughter. My older daughter was a lot like me in that she was mostly friends with boys. Right, me too. I was, a, I was a tomboy. Kind of I hung shit. out with all the guys. Me three. Yeah, but uh, when my uh, younger daughter went to a bigger school all of that fell away yeah she wasn't subject to it anymore oh Oh. interesting wow but boy queen bees and wannabes yeah Hmm. fascinating book. if you guys could go back in time and talk to your 15 year old self uh what would you want to say to her don't do drugs (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah. A, don't <laughs> do drugs. Okay. Really don't do any drugs. You would tell your fifteen-year-old's love none. Not me. Some kids fine. Not me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what you tell your kids now? Yeah. That it's a zero tolerance in our house. Mm. They can do it after they're, you know, if I can't control them after they're 18, but your brain doesn't stop growing till you're 23. Right. Let it have a chance to grow. After that, you know, I can't control you. Do what you got to do, but let it grow. Just let it grow unencumbered. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I think I would probably tell myself not to do certainly as many drugs. I I would tell myself to to not worry about it so much and just do what I want to do. Like I was so always worried about whose feelings I was going to hurt or if I was going to be good enough or if I was going to be embarrassed if something went wrong. I, I mean, I didn't go into drama club because I was so afraid. I thought everyone in drama was so much more talented and knew what they were doing. I just thought everyone knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I had no nobody, idea that no one nobody, knew what they were doing. Yeah. And when I went back to my 10-year reunion and the whole evening hung out with all the kids from the drama department, I was like, fuck, man, I should have just hung out. I mean, they were like the coolest people. And I'm like, and that's where I end up anyway. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I I wish I could encourage that 15-year-old self to, you know, just go and try and not, don't be so afraid of failing, you know, I was mm. afraid of failing. I would tell her not to get that perm. <laughs> I don't know why you know it's like women with straight hair want curly and curly women want straight Mm, hair you know so i thought oh wouldn't it be great if well first of all i wanted to be white with blue eyes and big tits and stupid and a cheerleader because then boys would like me so right i would tell myself that that wouldn't be a good path for me and i would say don't get that perm because it's not going to look good so what happened was i don't have that jet black bone straight Mm. typical asian hair because a lot of times when they get a perm it's gone the next day for some reason i have (laughs) some wave yeah it's just gone it's like straight the next day but i my hair was probably shoulder length and i thought after i got a perm my hair would look like jacqueline smith in charlie's angels like (laughs) these big loose gorgeous Uh waves Uh and it took so well that i looked like i had like a gook fro (laughs) i had a tight curly gook fro and i looked God. hideous oh and i wore bandanas and hats and was oh. mortified as you can imagine in high school you know what i mean when your hair looks just embarrassingly awful <sighs> and then when it finally grew out it would be straight for three inches and really 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 curly oh, and by the way who am i fooling oh yeah this is natural. This is natural do you have pictures just awful did you ever yeah. think of having it straightened after it was curled no because i figured i had already damaged my hair so <laughs> it would much be chemicals for perming because yeah. you put chemicals and, and then, just straighten it. And then I you thought could, it would just all be gone. Yeah, you could have bald. the Mo Stooges kind of yeah, thing. Just, <laughs> just a terrible no. idea. I would tell my 15-year-old self to be more rigorous, actually. In what way? Um, you know, I was very, always very creative. You know, I majored in modes of expression. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, Which is awesome. awesome. Where can you major in modes of expression? I, wait, and that's what we're majoring in our life right now. I, I like know, that. it's really, really appropriate, actually. But I, at Brown, you could make your own major. Oh, with I the oh my God, I went. No, but I, I went just, to Brown. But I'm saying, I, no, right. but seven, you but know, started, 16 to 17. Right, we're thinking about And I, at 15, I think I was very creative. Mm-hmm. And I was very creative in a lot of areas areas and I think it was just good to just like be creative and I don't think I I think now where rigor is such an important part of creativity Mm -hmm. and so much hard work is required yep I don't know I think I would maybe tell I think I would have just 
I don't know. I just tell I her to push focus harder a little more. and focus. Yeah. Pick and choose a little more wisely. This is the something. theme for you today, Beth. Is you it? got the multitasking. You need to like close all your browser windows. <laughs> and focus. you got to tell your 15-year-old to be a little I more vigorous also, and focus. Yes, and I would also tell her to deal with... I had, you know, an illness when I was five. I, was, I had a blood disease, mm. an autoimmune blood disease. And I think I would have chosen i think i would say go deal with that now because mm-hmm. it's gonna be like a huge thing that's gonna haunt you your whole life because mm. you've not dealt with that trauma mm. of being hospitalized because oh, when we were well, i don't know you guys but when when i was young it wasn't how it is now for kids in the hospital parents didn't go in with their kids right it was like bye Oh my God! See that must you. have been terrifying. See, it must Where have been. But you, you know, I'm tough. You know, so I've always in my life. Oh yeah, yeah it's in the hospital, but it was in non. I'm fine. I can take care I of things. I can take it. Oh, you know, oh my God. I can take it. And oh. I remember being in the hospital, and this is a girl thing too. Of just like, and the kids were playing doctor, and even then, I was like, "Isn't? Can we think of anything else? Because we're in the hospital. Could we play something else? Play <laughs> circus? Can yeah, even school. You know. Have you we're, told any of these stories at Uncabaret? I don't really do. I should. Yeah, it's really on yeah. my field. Are you yeah. kidding? Um, and, and I, I just, and I felt fine because it was a blood disease. So you don't feel badly. You right. Just, and then I think it's a very hard thing. And I think this would be partly what I would tell 15 year old, the learning to trust yourself, because if you become ill, but you feel fine and you, you know, there's no, there's nothing you feel your mm-hmm. body, nothing's wrong with you, mm. but you could die. Maybe it's leukemia actually, mm. but they don't know. Mm. So to ever then know that you're fine. Mm. And that's where the drugs come in. Yeah. Because you don't ever want... And then to get spinal taps and blood tests all the time. And to have everyone tell you that um, it's not going to hurt. So oh, this is, I think, God. the main thing that People I... People told you that a it's spinal not tap hurt. is not going spinal to hurt? Spinal they didn't tell him, but the blood test, the constant blood test. Uh, and the spinal tap, for many, many years, I thought I had actually been abducted by UFO, mm. and that was that. But I recently learned it was a spinal tap. My father was like, oh, you had a spinal wow. tap. I was like, what? Wow. So I would say, for oh me, gosh. what I sort of gathered was, since telling the truth is so huge, like in my family, like, tell the truth, you tell the truth. And that because I'd been lied to about pain, it's not going to hurt, but it did hurt, then in my mind, being in pain was the one thing that was worse mm. than lying. Mm. So just be fine, no matter what. Right. Just be fine. And so I think I would tell my 15-year-old self, like, it's okay to not be fine. You know, in my family... Oh, yes, they, I tell mine that too. <laughs> yes. It's okay to not be fine. Well, in my family, like, we were all so fine, it was like you only knew how bad things were, were like the octave of a fine. Yeah. Yes. It's like, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, that's like, yes. yeah. You know, then you know it's bad. If it's up there, I'm fine. Yes. So, that's, like, that's a theme in my show fine. when I talk about yeah. my dad. I go, how are you doing? Yes. Fine. Yes. I, this, <laughs> I remember that. I was like, oh, we're the same that way. Yeah. yeah. And that to me, then that I learned finally, I mean, what I've come to finally is that like happy and unhappy are so close and you can mm. go back and forth mm-hmm. so easily from happy and unhappy. You can cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh. But if you're fine, like you've access to none of it. Oh, it's great. None of it. So for me, and not in the much, I'm going to say like now, yeah. even I'm still real. I like, I knew all that. Like for me, I so live in my head that like I figured out this whole thing and then did it in the show. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm not living it. I like, <laughs> I like knew everything yeah. and then I would be performing Ain't it. That the and it was only in the middle. And this is the beauty of what we do of being gift, given the gift of being creative people yeah. is that, you know, you access things through your art self that then your human just person self is like 
Thank God oh you my mentioned God. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank Is you. Is that what I'm supposed to do now? Yeah. Learn that? I can't. It's going to hurt. So um, so then, yeah, I guess those are all the things that's I would tell so about. That's so profound what you're saying because uh, I think in alcoholic homes or in Asian families where it's like the Olympic gold medalists of, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like, God forbid you ever reveal. It's considered disgusting to reveal that anything's going wrong or that anything you have a problem or anything isn't perfect. Mm. And to the point where if you were to reveal something like that about your life or your family's life, that would bring such shame that you should historically kill yourself. Right. You should, if you shame your family, yeah. you should kill yourself. So everything is perfect all the time. Mm. And one of the things I learned from this journey with cancer three times is we are only as sick as our secrets. And right. as soon as I started to talk about it, it was incredible what happened in my own healing and with all the people around me who still in this day and age, and it's cancer. It's like not like I. I fucked people or did drugs and got cancer. You know what I mean? It's right. just like, I got cancer and I'm still supposed to not talk about it and be ashamed of it because I couldn't figure out how to cure myself of it. But one thing that you made me realize about my 15-year-old version is that I would tell myself to make sure I took care of myself first and then everybody else because I had that mm. upside down. I would always take care of everyone else yes. until I collapsed. Yes. And I wouldn't even be on the list. It's not that I was on the bottom of the list. <laughs> I wasn't anywhere on the list right. of what to take care of on a regular basis. And that was part of the reason why I think I ended up with breast cancer specifically. But also I wouldn't be on I wouldn't have been on the birth control pill for thirty years and think that that didn't have an effect on me getting breast mm. cancer. Because wow. to throw off your hormone level that drastically for that many years, right. I would have said, use, you know, use condoms and foam and right. whatever. You know what I mean? Like don't don't do that to your body for that long. Right. I think I would have said that. Yeah. You know, have oh. plenty of sex and enjoy it. Just don't don't be on the pill. Right. Yeah. Mm, oh, that's nice. wow. Anyway, use that yeah. little funny little button thing that they used to have. The cervical cap? No, and it was another what? one you could get it them at the button. stores, and it had spermicide, and it. it was like a little sponge. Oh, the it was sponge. Sponge. The sponge. There's a great Seinfeld episode about that. Oh, oh right, Elaine, Elaine doesn't want to use Elaine. the sponge. No, she loves the sponge. Oh, she, right. loves she loves the sponge, <laughs> and they go off the market. Oh, yeah. She's like going all Freaking around out. Manhattan <laughs> looking for the yeah, looking for the sponge. She doesn't want to use it on specific guys. Yes, I think you're sponge worthy. My sponge is on you. Yes, this guy's like, I'm totally sponge worthy. She's like, well, you didn't call me back yesterday. <laughs> Have you guys ever used a diaphragm? Because yes. I'm convinced that that's I got invented by yeah, invented by a man who hates women. Yeah. Because I remember I'd be like all hot and heavy in, in college, yeah. and then I'd be like, okay, excuse me, and then I go into the bathroom for like half an, an hour, hour yeah. with this fucking thing and putting all the goo oh, yeah. and around then it, it and flies it, across and the then, room. Yes, and then I got like half my forearm up there trying to make sure it's covering my surface, and then it flies across the room, and now it's dirty, and I gotta wash oh, it. Put the goo on it again, and yeah. then I finally get it and in there, right? And I go back to the bedroom. I'm like, you know what? I don't even fucking yeah, want no, to do this anymore. anymore. So yeah. Just go wash your <laughs> mind. And oh, the smell, also the smell of the rubber, the yes. rubber plus the spermicide. And then the and when you're wearing, and then you can you, can you feel out. anything? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't. Yeah, I was no, like looking at the different sizes at the gynecologist. They were like, like, how big is my vagina? To that big? Yeah, I was like, wow, someone could put that one in there. But also, by the way, afterwards, so then you have to pull it out, and there's like cum and. Spermicide and stuff, and, and blood, then you have to wash you have and period. wash it. See, and you men just out like, there, Ew. see what we do for it's you. Just disgusting. And your penises. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like I need to be baptized by a Mormon right now. <laughs> 
I feel so. I've never used this ever before in my life. You're lucky. Yeah, so and by the way, it was like seventy percent of the festival. So, so, yeah. I was, so I at, at fifteen, I was using one too. So yeah. you know, wow. didn't, didn't, didn't work. Really, wow, an yeah. IUD yeah. back yeah. in the day. Oh my god, like, this thing is gonna Those be good. Like a torture device. <laughs> another another thing invented by men who who hate women. Clearly, <laughs> I know. Let's put this thing in your uterus. It's gonna clamp onto the wall there, and then it's just gonna kill whatever's in there. Did it hurt? Oh, did you know it was in there? Very, 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 very intense periods, but I really, really didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah, I I was not someone who thought that having a child, I did not want to relive my childhood that I knew from day one. Like, but I did want to have sex. So, what are you going to do? Could yeah. a penis hit it? If you it could was feel the little enough? string. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, it's not good. Oh, yeah, it no, was just. Good. I know so, so many people who not couldn't good. have children because of yeah, that. it ruined it that ruined was women's oh bodies. That was, the, that was the goal. No, but <laughs> check it off your no, list. I mean, once it was no, some women. But I did for yes, me. It for was you, the goal. You were, yes, I know. Yes. For you, it was the goal. Yes, yes, absolutely, boy. I, you know, I commend you, Lorraine, for having two young women and and raising them. Yeah. First of all, extremely well. They're gorgeous. Just amazing women and um she seems to like them even more than your dog and having to negotiate <laughs> these times with two daughters oh, yeah. uh really uh and you they're know great people they are you they they you know, turned out and you guys created but i don't know it how seem harder you guys to be did a girl it. now like when you see your daughters does it do you think like oh yeah, yeah you mean that when she was a kid yeah then when you were a kid they're just seem- different people yeah you know they're does different it- than i was i think that uh you know their their temperaments are different, and uh, I just think that they're negotiating life in a different way than I did. Do you think it's the, their generation? Is it just different generation, different time? There's maybe an element of that. Yeah. What do you see in that generation that's that's hopeful? <laughs> Please give me some hope today. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I think the job market for them is really a desperate situation. Yeah, I agree. I mean. My older daughter now is, is has an internship at Broadway Video. Mm. Thank you very much. Mm. And um, they want to pay her. They want to hire her. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I yeah. mean, I, I, she'll have a, hopefully have a job out of college. I hope that happens. But, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen, yeah. you know, in terms of... I know that you have to be entrepreneurial. That is the only hope for anybody to have any kind of job mm-hmm. in in the future. Yeah. In any generation. Yeah. Yeah. In well, any, yeah, in any certain, future generation. That's kind of the way it is, is how it has now. to be. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that uh, the political situation in our country is a desperate situation. I think that the Koch brothers have, are going to steal and buy this election. Yeah. The things that are Scary. going on in Pennsylvania and in Ohio with the polling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The voter, the, by the way, people, if you're, in, if you're fraud, in Pennsylvania the voter or Ohio fraud, close the, by, they, please go help people register to vote. Please. And, tell they're the registered. Right the people are registered. It's ID. their ID. You have to get their ID. Get you know, I mean, ID. that's what I think people have got to do with, yeah, you know, forget the super PAC money. It's 2012. They should help people get the proper ID. Yeah. It's terrifying what's going on in this country and I feel like you know in the future in the history books people are going to say why did everybody sit by and let this happen right right you know and I'm I'm concerned when I see you know because I watched the Ed show and Lawrence O'Donnell and Mm -hmm. and um uh who's the other guy who I love so much um Ah! you know that guy uh uh, anyway, you know, Lawrence O'Donnell is so, you know, uh, yeah, Paul Ryan, the last job he'll ever have. Mm-hmm. So confident. It, I think that it undermines the, um, 
the the seriousness yes. of the situation and and the need to, to really get to work here and the need to, to really here. get out and yeah. vote yeah you know because yeah. liberals and democrats I think that they can be slackers yep and I think that they won't go out and vote they won't see the serious need to get out and vote well and and you know I mean we're, here we are talking politics and I wanted to avoid that today but oh sorry no no it's okay I we go where we go here uh and I and I think the other thing too is that you know there is this this overall you know, there's so much money in politics these days. And, you know, whether it's Democrats or Republicans, on some level, you can see how corrupt both parties are. They're both being bought up by everybody. But there really is a difference between these two parties. I mean, yes, they're they're not the most different, but there really is these days. I mean, the Republican Party has really gone far right in the whole, and they've pulled the whole country to the right. Center is no longer center. Center is actually pretty damn conservative yes, these days. Is. And and my thing about it is, is like, look, even if you're completely pissed about Obama and he didn't do anything you wanted him, you know, to do with energy and the war. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm not happy with, but Here's the deal. The Supreme Court is really, really important. And Supreme Court is a lifetime job. And in the next four years, at least one, possibly two of these people will be retiring. And this will change things for the next 30 years in this country. So if, if you are on the fence about any of this and don't want to see more Citizen United type of Mm -hmm. uh, decisions going down and, Mm -hmm. and that the power being taken away from the populace, uh, I think it's really, really important to vote Democrat and and to to make sure that we have a Democrat in the White House in the next four years and and hopefully the, keep the Senate and you know create some more Do you seats feel in Congress. People are on the fence. I don't feel people are on the fence. I feel people are unmotivated. I think people are unmotivated to vote, and I yes. think I'd like to get people to to make sure yes. that they vote. They get or out. I think they're on the fence not, about voting. Yes, that's what exactly. I mean. On the fe- voting at all. Exactly. It'll I also feel Paul like we Moody. get a false sense in Los Angeles mm-hmm. of what's really going on in the rest of the country. Agreed. We mm-hmm. forget, and we're so you know kind of insulated here. Mm-hmm. And unless you go to unless, Orange County, unless you go to Orange County, yeah. <laughs> but also. Unless you travel, and a lot of us do, yes. you're on the road, and we go to these little like you're in the Midwest towns. or the South. No it's offense, totally scratch different. your ass, Arkansas, but you guys are—they so, are also very insulated in their own yes. way. And I forget yes. that those people. Um, I mean, I, I literally had someone a few months ago uh, before summer break. I went to do a college, and these kids were like, "Are you really a Jew?" <gasps> yes. What are you talking? What do you mean? I, did they ask your horn? Just really something say you say on stage. Like that's the thing that I'm gonna be like. Okay, <laughs> with my character, with my and I just and then I realized, like, oh my god, they think about like everything this way. Yes, you know, wow. they think about having a black president in the same way. Right, right. And it's it's it can be scary. Yeah. And so I think if there are people who live in communities that maybe are unmotivated or they just don't know and they can help them like get the word out that like what you said, the next 30 years, the next four years is yes. going to determine the next 30 years yes. yeah. and really open their eyes because it's so, it's so frightening. Well, and, and I, I would have thought that, you know, having eight years of Bush Cheney and uh, the Republicans seeing that these people have no interest in helping the middle class and certainly not you know, working class in the, of this country, that they're actually once again willing to vote against their own interests, economic interests. It, yeah, they it's just amazing. This whole but trickle think- down notion. Yeah. They don't understand that this, you know, the job creators are not job creators. Right. They still can't see that. And they're, and they're not, they don't know the facts of what's going on. And so they just, they listen to the lies and the lies become their truth. And, and Obama's wasn't born in America. He's from Kenya. And I mean, oh my it's, God. It's, it's yeah. exhausting. It is exhausting. Here's what boggles my mind. 
mind a number of things. One is that the Supreme Court is a lifetime. Why? What are you talking about? Why would that be a lifetime job? Are you kidding me? That's why we have term limits on all other things. It boggles my mind that corporations have the rights of individuals and we don't have campaign finance reform. None of this makes any sense to me. But the thing that's the most scary is that politics becomes just like religion to me, which is people's political opinions are often just what their parents said and the people around them. And they will defend them as if their opinions are their identity. Mm -hmm. And they would rather die than change their mind Mm -hmm. or their opinion about something. Because they don't want to be wrong. And it doesn't even matter, yes. Their ego is invested in it. Their ego is so huge and their ego is so connected to their opinion that they think it's their identity. And if you disagree with them, it is the equivalent of killing them. Yes. Which is why they're willing to vote for something that doesn't even make sense for them. Yeah. And same with religious beliefs. It's like, my religious belief is right. Why? Have you investigated it? No, but it just is. And don't talk to me about it. And it's like, well, why do you have that religious belief? Or why do you have the political belief? Right. And most of the time, it's just because that's what they were brainwashed right, with. Right, right. Uh, they grew up with that, yes. Yeah. Well, I also think, you know, the issues that we're facing are really complicated, actually. Yes. There's nothing simple about the issues that we're facing. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's lived without TV for a number of years for various reasons, you know, if you're not plugged into the ongoing Day television chatter. thing. Like, there are sometimes there's something, like, a, something will come up. It's like, okay, now it's this. I'm like, alright, I'm gonna go learn about that. And you go online to actually, or go to the newspaper, or go, you know, you go to, like, read and educate yourself. Yes. It's like, who you don't have time, really. I mean, if you really go, like, I'm really gonna learn about this issue. I really wanted to, you know, it yeah, take it all time. in. It's a, everything's very complicated. It's a lot of time. And people, the one thing people, this is, to me, the biggest issue of now is time. Time is the issue. And you can't vote on it. You can't vote on it. It's the issue, but you can't vote well, on it. try to understand a ballot measure when you read the pros and cons. Yes. It's, it's diabolical. It is. It is. And, and, and time is, yeah. you know, there's a book called Space, Time, and Medicine that Larry Dosey wrote. And then the idea is that pain is contracted time and being out of pain. Analgesics expand time. Mm. That's what they do. So the fact that we're all living in this contracted time mm-hmm. is a lot of where the pain comes from. And in my most like scared person is what they're doing is continuing to contract time for us. Mm-hmm. That they win when time contracts. That it's really about a sense of we lose the ability to go through the world with any sense of expansion. So what's the real politics? I mean, to me, what I'm really scared of is martial law. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, that's where, like, they're pushing us towards is martial law. So I'm always reading, like, how is this going towards martial law or away from martial law? Mm -hmm. Where are the freedom? You know, it's like, where are the real, is there any real freedom anywhere? Like, where do we, where do we get freedom? We said goodbye during, when we signed that paper. Patriot Act. It's I, I mean, goodbye. when Katrina to me was yeah. like a huge. Di- yeah. I mean, that was a manufactured situation, a manufactured disaster where people's freedoms were just basically. Mm. They're like, here's here's how it's gonna go mm. when the freedoms get taken mm-hmm. away. That's what it so looks like. I, I have to say, I struggle with the political thing because the more time you put into focusing on the problem, I mean, I already know. I'm like, all right, I don't need to spend any time to know certain things, right? And it's like, I don't really know this issue, but I can basically tell you this is what I think, but I can't. 
can't argue it. I can't give you any facts. Right. But if I spend a day hmm. figuring that out, then you've again stolen my time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you? It's so it's very hard. No, how I, do you expand I, time then as an individual? Like, do you yeah. meditate or like what? Meditation do you do to is a great time? technique that yes. I sometimes do. I think yoga is a great technique. Laughing. I mean, I think comedy, mm. the practice that we're in, when you laugh, that expands time and in like uh, an amazing way. Is a, is a good way Yay. too. I, I literally yeah. sit on that deck right there, and yeah. I have a little a doodling book that I've been using in colored pencils, mm. and I I've been doodling every day instead of meditating. I doodle. That's a type of meditation. Uh-huh. And what it. is your meditation essentially? It's doodling. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's it's my way of, of mm. un kind of unhooking from mm. the machine mm. and mm. letting my imagination and my psyche and my body psyche mm. because you know oh. drawing is a body and a, yeah, a yeah, body yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I do. It's like Rage Against the Machine for me is my doodling. Do you ever do oh, non-dominant it. hand drawing? Because uh, that's years pretty cool, ago, too. Because yeah. it activates a different hemisphere of it your brain. It does. Mm. But yeah. what I love about what you just said about daydreaming, because I think as adults we're taught that that's ridiculous and silly and don't waste your time yes. doing that. But I had this realization because I have um, a friend of mine from high school is a NASA mission controller and invited me and my boyfriend mm. I know, to still JPL. Jealous. Wow. So we, 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 so, yeah, so we got to we got to go to JPL in Pasadena for the Mars Curiosity rover landing, oh, which wow. was which was mind boggling and thrilling. And I had watched all of the video about how unlikely it would be that that four ton thing would land safely on the surface right. of Mars, and then it did. Yes. And we were there, and and these engineers who've spent you know years of mm. their lives are screaming and laughing and crying and hugging each other, right? And you see that guy with the mohawk? Yes. I love him. It was awesome. It was, this goes back to it your other awesome. thing, men having activity together. <laughs> <laughs> but there were women in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Men. Yes. But anyway, um, it made me remember that I always wanted to be an astronaut when I was a little kid, and, and then I oh. then I found out like how fucking hard yeah, it was. And I'm just like, yeah, maybe not. I just wanted to like go on the ship and go for the ride. <laughs> yes. And then I had a realization a, a few years ago that that was not going to be happening. Like, I'm not going to become an astronaut now. Mm-hmm. And I got really sad about that. And then I realized, why do I have to not allow myself that experience? I can use my imagination and daydream it. So I spent half an hour closing my eyes and daydreaming every single detail of getting on, suiting up and getting on a rocket ship and leaving the surface of the earth and watching it become a tiny speck and walking on the surface of the moon (laughs) and planting a Korean and an American flag (laughs) right on there, like tied together and experiencing what I imagine would be the pure bliss of all of it. Mm. So I gave it to myself. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Instead of going, oh, well, that's a loss and that's never going to happen. And probably my 30 minute, you know, Mm -hmm. joyride. Mm-hmm. was way better than some of the realities of what <laughs> yeah. it would be like to go through that where I puke and then I poop in it and I puke in it. And you know what I mean? Like none of that happened. You know, I had a crazy notion the other day. I was thinking, I want to make an adult camp where we all go off to camp and we literally play. Like we just, we play pirates or we play. Are we naked at all? We could be naked. Okay, that could be a section for you. naked. Okay. <laughs> Not me, sister. I just, I want to create an adult camp where we like, you know, like, play okay, here's a bunch of Legos and we just do Legos Yay. for 45 minutes together. Well, it's funny, you know, I just came back from Kripalu Center for Yoga yes, and I was health. thinking Esalen. And, and it isn't that, but I mean, there is this sense of like, I mean, the games that adults play, I mean, it's. You know, transformational workshops. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there's, it you know, is, a 
lot of yeah. time to like go to maybe yoga and why. walk on the hill. So and, maybe that is why we're you know, doing that. We, kind think, of, we couch it in transformation. Yeah. An actual camp. But like you go play. canoeing and yeah. you do skits at night over a campfire. Yeah. And, I mean, like, and I was really a camp play. counselor. I Me could too. help you facilitate. Okay, good. Well, you, you know, there's probably camps you could buy now for a song. Yeah, I would think so. Or a motel or something. Yeah. I think this is what America needs. We need more play. People wouldn't come. We need more Mystery meat. Mystery meat. Do it the I would do it. I would totally do it. You could do pay it. extra for the luxury condo bed. It's not the bed. It's just the games. It's just really? The, really? Oh, yeah. I love, oh, I love I'm, that Whenever stuff. I play cards, I'm always like, how can I lose fast? I mean, how can I get out of this game? Like, what can <laughs> really? I do? Really? What about like charades? How no. about no. finger painting? No. 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 What about Maybe finger, pa- finger painting? I mean, art. Art. Okay, fine. Art. Just Drum some circles. people with, with guitars. Oh, all right. Yeah, cool that's art. Burning okay. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Burning Man. Yeah. That's Burning Take Man. Take your ass somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. That's true. That is. See, I'm. But I'm a Burning now, Man, you could be naked, so Kira would like. And water that. sports. Water sports, absolutely. Like, I'm got literally thinking, like, when you said that, I literally thought, like, the cabins that I had as a kid yes. growing up, everyone's in bunk beds, mm-hmm. and in the morning we wake up and we do the hike to the Vis, and then we do like a song and then you go back down everyone jumps in the lake I yeah. mean that's what you're talking yeah, about right family totally. camp I that's... was a counselor at a camp in Vermont yeah. a Quaker camp and uh, what the, yeah, hold I, your horses I know. <laughs> oh, I Quaker think, uh, camp yeah I was an art counselor at a Quaker camp have you, what, did you, have you, have you done, done that story in, in, on Quaker no, Quaker <laughs> for crying out loud I'm waiting till I'm 80. <laughs> Take some of your own advice, lady. <laughs> it's so far in the past. Who cares? She's all about in the moment. She's always like, show up like, to the story of this week. Show up yes. the story of the last five All right, well, minutes. now I can tell because I'll say I was here and you told me to tell it. <laughs> yes. So now it's this week. Now you it's this week. Yes. <laughs> but they had at the end of camp... Family camp. Uh-huh. So you could go yes. to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd have to have a kid in it, but I think probably a lot of camps have family camp right? things sure. at the end. Uh-huh. I think this exists. UCLA has that. Yeah. yeah. Up the, UCLA up the alumni with their kids. And the yeah. Lake, Lake Arrowhead oh, has a big camp. Like do you think this is why people become actors and do improv comedy and do stand-up? Because we all Prob- miss the sense of play becoming, probably. you know. We did that early and on we, in the Groundlings. We did that. We, we all took a trip up oh, to the mountains. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fabulous. Did you guys do trust exercises? We did, and I hated them. I did. I did for I went to leader. I went to leadership camp. Oh wow! A few years ago, oh. and I had to do the fall, the trust fall. I love yeah, the yeah. trust. It was great. Did anybody was get good. injured? I always think the trust fall no. seems so dangerous. No, no, they tra- they trained us very well. It was, uh-huh. it was good training. Uh, yeah, and I guess I guess entertainers in some way do play for the culture, and yes. you know, and we give the, we give the culture uh, the audience permission to play for. 30 minutes or, you know, a few hours when they come and see a show or watch it. But but there's nothing like a big pile of Legos. Hello? <laughs> or what about the camp <laughs> where, did you ever go to camp where, it's, where you stand on top of a huge pole and you have to, like, ju- you know, you're in a harness and you have to jump and try to reach the thing and it's terrifying, but people, like, uh, cocker their feet. In my leadership, that's a yes, we, we, ropes we, we, course. We, climbed up, we I, did I a ropes course. Ropes course was amazing. Changed yeah. my life, ropes yeah, course. Ropes really, course really changed did. my life, too. Because yeah. I was terrified of heights you, and I learned that fear is really all in right. my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very, I, I I, it was that. a very Oprah moment That's for me. That's fun to me, but maybe to some wood. people it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> it was it was wow. terrifyingly fun for me too. Guess what, girls? We're out of time. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want to talk about my period. <laughs> You we mean never got to riding, riding the painted pony? <laughs> I want to talk about my split ends. <laughs> <laughs> we did get to talk a little bit about hair, but not mascara, not this time. Sorry, Beth. <laughs> 
Um, can't tell you what a joy it is to have all of you here. Uh, I could you just stay all night? Can we just like have a you Summer know party. have a little uh, you know, yeah. chi- you know do some chicken I, breasts and mango I, salsa? I just want to say I never mentioned what I would tell my fifteen. <gasps> Please, Kara, oh, yes, yes, do. You didn't. Please, um, I would tell her that's not his finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Beth Lapidus, Kira Saltanovich, Lorraine Newman, and Suzanne Wong, and Logan. Logan! Logan is our silent partner in all of this insanity. Uh, so you can uh, find stuff about Suzanne at SuzanneWong.com. Lorraine, where can they find stuff about you? Uh, LorraineNewman.com. Lorraine Newman. Lorraine Newman fan page. And Lorraine Newman fan page. And Kira? KiraComedy.com. And Beth? BethLapidus.com or UnCabaret.com. Uh-huh. And it's KellyCarlin.com here. And it's LoganHeftel.com. Boy, we all have Yay. our own little dot name. Dot We're so 21st com. century here. <laughs> Uh, and uh, next week, I have Craig Shoemaker as my guest. Oh, one-on-one interview master. with Love Master. master. <laughs> and I uh, actually officiated Craig's uh, wedding in Hawaii. So we'll have a little talk about that. I was actually there in Hawaii officiating his wedding when my dad died. Oh. So it was rather... Which wedding? The first one or the, the last, the last <laughs> one? <laughs> Okay, Might so be number three. <laughs> I think it was. Married, he's, yeah. he's, oh, he is. He's with a Mika master. That's great. And has gorgeous. Mika is gorgeous, awesome. Mika is awesome and has a gorgeous little cute little baby, and our toddler now. Jeez, uh, time goes on. Um, so that is next week, and uh, that is that. You can find me at Twitter, of course, Kelly underscore Carlin and Beth Lapidus or Uncabaret, and it's Kira Comedy. Comedy. And Lorraine isn't on Twitter yet. One of these days we'll get her on there. And it's Suzanne, Suzanne Wong, Wong on, t- on Facebook too. And yes, Facebook. so and we're all nobody on tweets like you though, Kelly Carlin. Thank you. I love my Twitter, and uh, you can find me on Facebook too, my public page. Do not friend me on my private page. I will send you one of these letters that says, "Thank you so much for wanting to be my friend." But guess what? I just dumped 4,000 friends on Facebook. And even though I'm sure we would be bestest friends in real life, I can't have you as a friend here. I'm just, I, I'm doing my boundaries. Yeah. I'm doing my boundaries. How long did it take you? We don't have time for this probably. How long did it take you to dump the 4,000 friends? But how big a project was it? Uh, I literally uh, canceled my account. Oh. Yeah. Oh. One fell swoop. Bam. Gone. Wow. It was intense. Uh, so that is our show. Thank you, everyone at Smodcast, for uh, making this stuff go out in ones and zeros out into the world and then showing up on a web page later and on iTunes and on Stitcher. And uh, thank you, Mr. Kevin Smith, for uh, being so generous and uh, letting my podcast be on your fabulous Smodcast. And we're going to go out today. What kind of song are we going to go out today with there, Logan? What is it? The world will follow. Oh, the oh, world will follow. Let's hope. Let's hope it will. You guys have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Seven days a week, Smodco Internet Television pumps out new content like a porn star. On Mondays, Comic Head pummels you with profanity-laden comic book reviews. Tuesdays, Smarchive takes you into the Wayback Machine with great moments in Smystery. Wednesday, Jay flexes his journalistic prowess with Muse News. Thursday, things get animated with the Smodco Cartoon Show. Friday, Kevin and Jen bring you this morning show and tell straight from their living room. Saturday, relive a hilarious clip from Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And Sunday, Kevin Ralph goes Holly Weird on Bit O Babble. Smodco Internet Television. Bookmark us, bitch. YouTube.com slash CSmod.